And we are back with another Cowboys and Coffee podcast after week three before week four. We are not happy with how everything has turned out. And much like the dog you can hear, we're not very pleased. D, welcome back. What do you got going on? Talk to me. Well, we had a nice little vacation, me and your mother, and everything was well until, until one of my sons called me up and told me Dallas lost. Yeah. And basically, that's the end of that. Well, to put it kindly, it sucked. Yeah. It was awful. Started with an S, ends with an S. Correct. And you know what? Cowboys lose 28 to 16. Um, <clears throat> the vaunted Cowboys defense led up. 222 rushing yards. Josh Dobbs went out there and was 17 to 21 with a touchdown, which is unacceptable. I'm going to start by saying this before we get into Cowboys garbage. Let's say props to Jonathan Gannon. And we told, we said this last week on the show, say it this week. Those guys play very hard. He has an excellent offensive scheme, excellent defensive scheme as far as putting those guys in position to succeed. Joshua Dobbs, who came in days before the season started, was named starter days before the season started, has been put in a better position to succeed than Zach Wilson, who has been with that team for a couple of years now. Excellent so point. They deserve props for what they're doing. Times two, excellent point. Mm-hmm. Both sides will we get to the stupid Cowboys. They deserve, he deserves props. We all thought he looked kind of corny and goofy before the season started. He's showing that he's done an excellent job coaching. They could, they, they might be a couple plays away from being three and oh. And if they had Kyler Murray, and I know Joshua Dodds has played well, but bless you, they're <laughs> plays away from being undefeated. Hmm. Being said, Cowboys still should have beat them. Give me a rundown from the game. I'm going to give you a rundown of the game by the past two games, the first two games, and the word doomsday. Uh-huh, it came up. That's why you, that's why you didn't hear me, you know, I'm not I'm not giving you doomsday defense off two, two games. I didn't give you doomsday. They came up, the word doomsday, doomsday defense. Doomsday defense Thursday, uh, uh, on this last weekend? Wow. Um, more like soft tissue toilet paper where you're right to wear in with that it, it was pathetic you have a journeyman who had just been anointed the starter on number of teams how do you tell as a young man yeah absolutely there, there was no previous games of him throwing for 350 295 of any of his starts and time past no receivers to name you couldn't name name. I don't even know who they are. Hollywood Brown, running back Connor, who is who scored a bunch of touchdowns in times past, offensive line, and Doomsday. See, it started out because the, the the heart and soul of this team is the defense, correct? And I also what I mean by that is that that's that, that's what's out in front. Those first two games, I told you they're going to win with a healthy offensive line. They they'll dictate this success. And guess what? That was the other part of it too. Missing three All Pros. Don't get me wrong. But Dak, Dak, $40 million. And let's get on our $40 million quarterback, okay? Our $40 million that we thought mm, deserved the money. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You don't deserve the money right now. Mm-mm. You know, all, Jim- that, this, all that stuff is, you know, we're, we're amateurs at this stuff. We, we think going to this game, Arizona has no chance because we're a fans. 
other pros don't look at it that way, and they'll never look at it that way. But way they played against the Giants and how bad the commanders are, you had to have be very confident to say we were going to win by three touchdowns. I was. Listen, they ran all over the Cowboys. James Conner had seven yards a carry, 14 carries for 98 yards. Rondell Moore, three carries for 50, 54 yards. Josh Dobbs, six carries for 55 yards. That's eating the Cowboys alive. The Cowboys, to me, two things happened this week. They got too cute. It's first and 10, and they had Micah Parsons over the guard and the two-eye gap, and you had Mozzie Smith on the outside. Well, that's a running down. Mozzie should be inside. Parsons outside. Stop getting so cute for yourself and trying to outsmart these other teams. Like, well, we'll just play our guys wherever. We're going to dominate no matter what. Uh, I thought that that showed that they did not take this team seriously. And the Cardinals came in and executed, and the Cowboys did not. They were more physical than the Cowboys, offensively and defensively, and they won. And uh, good for them because, you know, Cowboys have a tough time playing in Arizona. They have for years. You know, I hate it. It stinks. You know, that was there, the offensive line for the Cowboys. I'll stick to the defense first. A lot of players I saw missing their assignments. Now, I'm not sure whether that got into your head after a couple weeks. They can just do their thing, go out there and play. Guys were missing their assignments, just trying to make a play on the ball rather than be disciplined and do what they're supposed to do. Now, if I know Dan Quinn, that ain't going to happen twice. That's not going to happen back-to-back weeks. They're going to be, they're going to get all over that and make sure that they change. But week one, excuse me, week three, after weeks one and two, where they were doomsday. Well, nope. people don't, you know, we don't like I said, we're amateurs, but defense has schemes. They have plays too. And you have to play a team defense. Those first two games, they dictated because they got everybody off on third down, no matter who they played against, it, you know, Brown, the Giants quarterback, or in the other, the other, the other Zach there, whatever his name is there. It doesn't matter. And they had a healthy offensive line. Those things work together hand by hand in hand. But what hack cost this game was their defensive scheme was thrown out the window. It was nowhere to be found. 221 after that two doomsday defenses. 221. And you had a journeyman backup who had no experience on record of saying he had 10, 15 games in a row that he played one year, like Bridgewater, like Bridgewater is, you know, right. what I mean? he had none of that experience and you got beat by him. You got beat by him. Coaching staff. Hello. Coaching staff. Look like they came you know, out emotionally flat. I'm going to tell you something right now. What you should do. And then next practice, have them running sprints like they did in high school. <laughs> yeah. You got a dog. Have them run sprints in high school. Oh, what this is one of the ugliest losses in a long time. And 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 now guess what's coming down the road? Mm-hmm. I hope that offensive line gets back together this week. Mm-hmm. Defense came out flat and may have been due to the loss of Trayvon Diggs for the year at the ACL injury, which obviously he was playing like an all pro, maybe the best cornerback in football. It hurts. But you know what? Guys can still make plays. There's other guys. There's talent on this roster. It's not like going from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson. You know, I'm certainly not suggesting they have another all-pro to step up. Deron Bland is not bad. You know, they they have players in the secondary that are good. Obviously, Stephon Gilmore is there. 
Um, but they didn't lose this game because Trayvon Diggs wasn't there, though I think they came up flat, emotionally flat in this game, and it can't happen again. You need to move on. We all mourned the loss of Diggs for the season. Move on. It's football. You can't get hung up and lose games because you can't process that your one of your players isn't there. Other people have to step up. Offensively, I thought some of the skills players did fine. Michael Gallup, six catches, 92 yards. You know, there were then the Cowboys challenged deep. It was very difficult for the Cardinals to hang in there with it. Two problems. Number one, the offensive line was missing two Hall of Famers and a Pro Bowl center, right guard, left tackle. You had three guys, two guys making their first starts in their career. One guy who's a left tackle who's just not great, who is a serviceable backup, but not great at left tackle. And then you had, okay, I'm calm. I'm calm. Mm-hmm. Very poor play calling in the red zone. Again, sometimes you just have to throw it up to your guy, throw it up to CeeDee Lamb, and a back shoulder fade in the end zone. Let him work for it. Let him do it. Because too many of these little dink and ducks, you have to attack this team. They're getting first and goal from the 10, and they're getting three, four, five yards, and then they're going to field goal on fourth and goal. It's not enough. Yeah. That's score touchdown. And here's, here's the problem you have. McCarthy is experienced in the league and Dak's experienced. And you mean on a sideline that you guys can't talk this out and say, listen, this is what we're doing here. You got to read this guy, you know, or, or we're going to shove it down your throat or, or get some fullback and, and start power football. I mean, those two, the experience of those two guys, and, and we don't have any players. We, we have no players. To get inside, get into the end zone. I, 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 I'm shocked at that. It's like the, it's like having a chess piece in front of you, and and your 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 rooks and bishops are playing like pawns, and and you're good. You're the you're the you're running the chess piece. Well, or, oh. think about it. The Cowboys were out coached this week, and the Cowboys were outplayed. It's not one or the other. It's both. Jonathan Gannon, that coaching staff, out coached McCarthy, Dan Quinn, Schoenheimer, all these guys. And I, I've seen some of the tape. They just had the right calls at the right time. Did you hey, see mommy's hair? How beautiful it looks, the haircut. <laughs> I just want to show look how beautiful that hair is. Looks great, mom. It Thank does. You. Huh? Thank you. Car I fixed the car. Okay, good. Hey, car's okay. fixed. That's about the only thing that's gone right for Cowboys fans this week. So glad your car is fixed. Um, you know, there there are some other things like CD not working back to the ball in the end zone. The refs picked up a pass interference penalty, which should have been a pass interference penalty. Oh, okay, okay, horrible. Okay, I, I saw that. You have to. You got to be kidding me on that one. That and they picked you, it up. It's not like they didn't call it. They threw they, the they, and they picked it up. You got to be kidding me. I, I don't get that at all. That's not even. It's not even. Co- What do you mean close? It's not a 50-50 call. That's pass interference. He's period. not playing the and ball. And you picked it up. He's interfering with the receiver who's trying to make a play on the ball. I don't know what else you want. You throw the flag. The ref who picked, who said, no, it's not. How much money do you have in the game? Is his nephew played for the Cardinals? Oh, I mean, yeah. It really is a, a, a horrific no It's got to be his nephew. It has to be his nephew. It's got to be his blood. must be his son or something out there. Because that is a disgraceful unprofessional, horrible call to not make and take it back 
it's it's, it's dead referee should be fine and bench the next game because it's pretty obvious that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I totally – it was horrific, absolutely horrific. Listen, when you go down the sideline and people are pushing on each other, right, going back and forth, boom, 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 and you throw the flag, you could argue both ways. But that right there, there's no arguing. No, there's no arguing. Cowboys – listen, Cowboys lose the game. They're they're not undefeated. They're 2-1. and one. They move on. Them, like everybody besides the 72 Dolphins, are – Defeated. They have lost the game. I have a lot of Patriots fans coming up like, oh, Cowboys lost this week. Yeah, just like the Patriots lost in 2007. We've all lost, haven't we? So there it goes. Get it. I hope this is a clarifying moment for the Cowboys saying we're not going to waltz through everybody. We And if I know Michael Parsons, he's coming. He is going to be coming for this because he's not going to let this slide. They're not going to have two bad weeks in a row. Demarcus Lawrence played excellent football, got another sack. Parsons still gets another sack. They're, I don't know if you want to say bright spots, but they're continuing to stack up right. some stats. Right. We got to move on to the Patriots this week, and you can't be hung up on the, the Cardinals that to the point where you're not doing what we need to do for the Patriots. Last time they faced the Patriots in 2021, they went into Foxborough in the middle yeah. of October and won 35-29 in overtime. And now I need to see what they can do this time against a team who is not that good. Right. And as I guess Ezekiel had a decent game last week and so, so forth, you know, um, but it's what we do. That's, that's what we have to do. What, what we do. And it, it Sometimes being embarrassed on a football field wakes you up for some reason, whatever. Now, let me give you another one. You, you were not around. I was around. Doomsday with Lillian and them in 1971, That's that the year they won the Super Bowl, they got beat 35 to nothing against the Cardinals. They got shut out and gave up 35 points, which is a lot of points back in the 70s. Yeah, They won five and five. They had a team meeting after that. And, and Lily stood up and a lot of players, said like listen we we can't let let bob lily down we can't do that they all rallied around it and they won the super bowl that next that that year but they got crushed 35 nothing and 35 points back in the day is a lot of points but i'm i'm shocked that we lost yep yeah now can i just touch on the commanders yeah go ahead you ain't going nowhere your your stadium stinks by the way my son told me it stinks they He spelled Mark Burnell's name wrong, the last name wrong. And the Giants, you're not going to. And Philadelphia, you got the big guy in the middle. Your your, your day is coming, too, because you're not going anywhere. But anyways, I had to get that off my chest because whatever that means. Yeah, it looks like the commanders do or are finally getting something together with new ownership. They uh, they have the new R- the RFK site has been, I, I believe, they proposed it and they passed it that they're going to be able to make that to a new stadium because their current stadium, probably one of the worst, if not the worst, in the NFL. It, it, it is. It is. They spelled Mark Burnell's last name wrong. That's my case. Good. Good job. They probably have the worst PR <laughs> department Good job. in sports, too. I would say probably the worst PR. I mean, when they rolled out that Sean Taylor memorial, which was just like, socks and stuff like if you're gonna honor him 
put up a statue or something, anything. I mean, they just like, it's like they went out and just like printed stuff, printed a nameplate, put on the back of a jersey, a number 26 jersey or whatever it was, threw his stuff in. I mean, he used to have his face mask taped and all these things. Didn't do any of that. Yeah. But the most generic right, right. stuff up there, they were like, this yeah, it was cheap. Taylor. It was so cheap. And yeah, it was, it was cheap. cheap. It was so cheap. Yeah, it was. Well, this week the Cowboys are home against the Patriots. The Snyder was the worst owner ever. Oh. Maybe Marge Shot. Right, right. Her yeah. and Marge Shot are two, two who really pushed yeah. the envelope for horrible owners. Cowboys are home against the Patriots this week, a 430 game. Uh, the Patriots do not have a good offensive line. They've been beat. Mac Jones has been beat up. He was beat up last week. And if the Jets even had a competent quarterback, they would have won. The, Jet, the Jets lost to the Patriots 15-10. to 10. And uh, we're going to see the Cowboys need to go in and impose their will defensively. Then again, back to basics. And this offense is not tremendously explosive. It looks like they have uh, wide receivers from a local Pop Warner team out there. They're probably the worst position group team in the NFL, specifically the receivers. They've got decent tight ends, don't get me wrong. And Ramondre Stevenson is a good running back, and Zeke's just, you know, a, a good, solid backup, I'll say, at best. But um, – yeah, what's yeah, key, yeah. What's the key to this week for the Cowboys? The key is their offensive line, believe it or not, if they're coming back healthy. Jerry mentioned that it's a possibility, and that 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 dictates, as I've been saying, um, what they're going to do, uh, running the ball and passing the ball. And let's see if they've gone into the XO in in the meeting rooms and and and, and see if the the Schottenheimer is going to. take over the play calling, okay, and get and McCarthy, hey, I tried it. We're going to let him take it over. I'm predicting it. Okay, I'm predicting it. They don't do anything this game. With, with scoring points, they got to win. I'll take a 13-6 to six win. That's fine. 13-12, 2 to nothing, 3-2. to two. I don't care. You got to get a win. And the own ballpark, nah, never losing your own ballpark. Never. Yeah, it's entar- Jerry said it's entirely possible. All the linemen are back. This week, Tyron was a last-second scratch. Zach rarely misses anything. So I think you'll see – you might see both of those guys back. I think Zach's definitely back this week. Tyron is possible, and they're still out – the jury's still out on Tyler. Um, Biotish, but we'll see. I think Udoga, Brock Hoffman, and and um, TJ Bass played okay. They didn't play poorly. I think Udoga, Udoga played the worst of the three. Yeah, which is surprising because Brock Hoffman was awful in the preseason. I really don't want him taking any valuable snaps. TJ Bass, I like a right guard, but you need those three guys back. The Cowboys won the game of possession, but they didn't dominate offensively like they could have, and they didn't give Dak the time to make the plays. And McCarthy's calling plays that, that really do need time to set up. So if you have the offense, especially against the Belichick defense, who's going to try and confuse you, and Dak is good at that. Dak can read defenses. That's one of his strengths, and I perhaps one of the best in the NFL at reading defense is pre-snap. And I think a lot of people say that. So this week that he's going to have to have linemen who he can make the calls and give him time to make plays off those calls. And I told you seven plays over 50. It's game three. We ain't even got one yet. I said seven. Well, the problem is the Cowboys, when they challenged the Cardinals deep, were making plays. They just didn't either weren't calling plays because they didn't feel comfortable with the linemen, or when they called the plays, the linemen just didn't give them the time. There are a couple of plays where if Dak has another, you know, 
second to make his reads. He's got receivers open, but he's flushed out of the pocket. Well, this team has Matt Judon. This team has 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 edge rushers who can get after you. Uh, they are not a team that you really want to let tee off on your quarterback. They're one and two. You need to bury them and take care of business. You know, Josh Uche is is very good. Juwan Bentley, these guys can get after you. Don't don't give them the time of day. Christian Gonzalez is one of the best young cornerbacks in the league. I bet you by the end of the year, people consider him a top five cornerback. Yeah. He's that good. The fact that I need to say this: the fact that the Detroit Lions took DeAndre Swift and traded him to the Philadelphia Eagles, and then took a first round pick and signed Jameer Gibbs, who they refused to use, instead of keeping Swift, who's shown that he can be very good with offensive line, and tr- and signing or excuse me, drafting Christian Gonzalez. That's why the Lions. Stay the Lions year after year. They're stupid decisions. You know, if, if you if he's that good to take a run back in the first round, like the the Falcons are doing with Bijan Robinson, he better get the ball in a million ways. And they're right. not doing it. I know that's something different, but you know, Christian Gonzalez falls to the Patriots, and he is phenomenal, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. And I remember said I said it. Well, I was really being facetious. Actually, Gonzalez overrated. Anybody get drafted back? Patriots is a corner. Your days, you're making a Pro Bowl automatic. Yeah, I, it's I, amazing. I picked amazing. him for the preseason to be defensive rookie of the year. He's that good. Yeah. He goes with this scheme. He is legitimate. Offensively, the Patriots, Mac Jones might might face some league discipline. You know, he the the Jets and the Patriots got a little testy this week. Pardon the pun. But it also looked like Mac Jones was either grabbing or hitting uh, Sauce Gardner's private parts, which that could be. He could be. I don't know. A suspension is really a fine. Yeah. yeah, they 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 got into it and they were upset, and, it, and that's what it could be. Now listen, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne. That's that's nothing to me. Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki, those are good tight ends and uh you know you have to keep an eye out on those guys in the middle van der Esch is going to be important crossing the no we're good baby <laughs> just one of the kids best <laughs> somewhat pass it in front that i know that's mm-hmm. all but you have to the, the linebackers in the middle damone clark's got to step up and have a big game this week some of those safeties like wanye thomas and marquise bell who didn't have a lot of snaps this week they need to play snaps, and when they do play snaps, they need to make them count. Well, they better not be getting up 20 yards rushing the ball. I can tell you that. Again, this is the thing. Offensive line and the Schottenheimer, this this guy McCarthy, McCarthy's been around a long time, and Dak's been around a long time. Why are we struggling in the red zone? I don't understand. There's something really wrong here. Struggling with veteran quarterbacks? A quarterback and a veteran who who's iconic with the West Coast. This Texas toast is burnt. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of talk online that the Cowboys need Zeke, needed Zeke back as a short yardage guy, goal line guy. Unfortunately, the narrative doesn't fit because on Sunday they were five for five on third and short, fourth and short. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not Zeke who they need, it's the play calling. 
Now, what people did say is the person they really need back and who they miss, here's my question for you, is Dalton Schultz. Do you think Dalton Schultz is missed in the offense? No. What what it's missing is play calling. Correct. That's the play calling. You, that, that's it. It's play calling. There's something not right. They're not clicking. They're coming up to line of scrimmage. The play is called. And they all criticize Garrett and, and the other guy more about not working. This is not working because it's not. Right. <laughs> not but working. He's Let Schoenheimer call the plays. Well, he needs to have a little more input in the plays in the red zone, I think. Give, at least give him the red zone. You know, I, I'll take the red zone. Yep. Cowboys are moving the football into yes. the red zone. They're fumbling in that red zone. Now, thankfully, Bones Fossil does an absolutely incredible job. They find Brandon Audrey, and he's one of the best kickers in football this year. He's done absolutely exceptional. And he's going to be in the Cowboys for the next, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. Mm. This is his second year playing professional football. He played in the XFL before, or USFL, excuse me, and was a soccer kicker. But he's done excellent. He missed, what, one extra point? And I think he's done pretty well otherwise. Yes. So, yeah, wow. they, they have a very good – as always, their special teams is phenomenal. Um, But I'd rather see more of him on extra points and less of him on pure field goals because they got to score. Schottenheimer needs to have a little more hands-on or whether they need to involve Dak more in some of the play calls. But the, the current thing, the current office seems to be moving much more laterally – at the goal line, which doesn't work in the red zone because defenses don't don't drop back. They're sitting, they're they're right there on their toes, and they're just driving downhill at the ball. So you're unless you're gonna do a misdirection, yeah. kind of like Andy Reid does, where he'll have tight end coming through the middle and a, a shovel pass to Kelsey in the middle of the field, but that he opens the play up and it's still moving forward. The Cowboys aren't doing that and it's it's showing. And you gotta push you have to push the envelope. You have to take more chances. Schottenheimer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Schottenheimer it is. Well, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything Anything else you want to say today as we're continuing on this podcast? Anything else we're talking about? It's, it's a long year. I guess we can talk a little bit about 3-0 fantasy football. We bring that up. I beat Junius. He got beat. Beat you last week and beat, you know. Um, but We'll see what happens with fantasy football. Two one in the church, got a long ways to go, baby. Had a couple of big wins this week to get back in. Uh... How many points did you score? Like one hundred eighty? Yeah, I definitely had a big bounce back this week. So, I'll be honest with you, it was good. Uh, it was good to be back because it was a rough go for a couple of my teams uh, for the first couple. Of... I got beat week one because by like four points because one guy had Tyreek. And I still only got beat by like four points. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, you know, we're my teams are they're in good shape. So I lost let, me, let, let me let me talk about the Chicago Bears about that coach. Um uh, what, what's the guy who does the punting? For, he he has his own show at ESPN. What's his name? At McAfee. He, he he brought it up, and some of the guys who played with that coach uh, or been on the staff said he's high character. Shocked, whatever this is, is they're very shocked at what this could be. It sounds like it could be painkillers. That's what it probably sounds like. The FBI involved with it, um, and he said his physical, 
and his family. I don't think it's it's anything else that because they they were all like shocked at anything that this guy's character would be attacked, and that's a good thing. Thank God, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, I hope, I hope. And he said it was for his health, so I'm hoping right. that it sounds more like he was addicted to something. Unfortunately, yeah, it was very right. difficult, and uh, you know, we don't we don't judge him or exactly. We hope he's getting yeah. help because they, they re- right, right. Mm-hmm. But the uh, um. Fields against Kent, uh, against Denver this week. How about 70 points? 10 touchdowns? 10 touchdowns is absolutely insane. I mean, you cannot be Sean Payton and talk about how bad a previous coaching team is. And then guess what? What happens that week? What happens that very week, the first week? Oh, you're not getting plays in fast enough. You're going to delay of game penalties. The thing you were trying to crucify him for, amongst other things, and you let up the most points since 1966? You know, if you want Russell Wilson out of town, just say it. He stinks. He's a bum. Get him out of here. Yeah. Because you're certainly coaching like it. You're coaching like a bum yourself. And the Bears this week face Denver. It's Whoever loses that game, they're going to absolutely. (laughs) Who's going to watch that? Who's going to watch that game? That's the toilet bowl at one o'clock, Chicago versus Denver. Listen, there. Whoever loses that game, guess what? The tank is on for Caleb Williams. You, there's two games where there's winless teams. And and, come on, listen, Fields. um, Don't be blaming your coaching staff that you blah blah blah. blah. Shut your mouth up. You go up there and say, listen. Uh, I, I got to play better. It's my fault. That's how you do it. You know, you're blaming the coaching staff. Okay. Yeah. And, and then nobody should defending a goal against. It's all of you guys. Coaching staff, yourself, it's everybody. Okay. It's everybody. We said with McCarthy and, and Dak, come on, you two guys can't get this together. Correct. They went yeah, out and, together. They went out and got Justin Fields' weapons. They got him a yeah. number one receiver. They got him a right tackle. You know, Rashawn Johnson is a good running back. It's not like he doesn't have anything. And they are horrendous. He's not. He's not making his way through his reads. He's not letting the ball rip. I mean, which is funny. You look at what's going on in Indianapolis, and what Shane Steichen's been able to get out of. Garner Minshew and Anthony Richardson, that's what you should have put around this quarterback in Chicago. And they're not. Now, they stink so bad. And they happen to have a first round pick. They could have two first round, high first round picks. You know, the Cardinals have played very tough. Are they an eight win team? I don't think so. Uh, I still think they're a five or six win team at best. Right. So them you Chicago, you you have a couple of top five picks, and mess around and be right there for Caleb Williams, and then you can trade Justin Fields for scraps to somebody, and you know have Caleb Williams there. So uh, Justin Fields has to figure it out because this is his audition the rest of the year. It's week three; he's got fourteen games to play. Because if he don't play well, there's so many quarterbacks in this draft. Justin Fields will not be starting for the Bears next year if he doesn't play well the rest of this season. That's it. Mm-hmm. And and things are going very well in Las Vegas, aren't they? They're going super well. The Raiders are. Did you freeze? All right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catches up. The Raiders. The Raiders stink. The Raiders are pathetic. I'll tell you, bringing that guy, there's no way I would have brought him in. No way. Sean Payne, yes, you get to give him a come back and coach again. But give that guy? No way. Mm -mm. A coordinator? I'll give him as a, I bring him as a coordinator. Call him plays. Yep. And I, you know, I want to tell you something. We have a coach. No way. And guess he'll be back to New England next year. Yes. So I wanted to, to run this by you. The Jets play at home against Kansas City on Sunday night. Those poor guys are going to get killed. Um, what I was going to say is the Jets, the reason why I don't think Robert Sala will survive this year, I think he gets fired at the end of the season. Here's why. They have absolutely horrific team culture. Last year when the offensive line wanted Mike White to start over Zach Wilson, they all came in with Mike White T-shirts and wore it. No way. Elijah Moore, they were winning games, and he was complaining about not getting catches last year. That's bad. This year, Brees Hall and McCole Hardman are complaining on social media they're not getting enough touches. It's bad. It it is. And on the sideline this week, Dalvin Cook is screaming at a position coach. It's out of control. I don't think he trusts him. I really love Robert Sala. I think his cultural building for the Jets – I don't know if it's Joe Douglas or if it's Robert Sala. It's, it's both. It's unacceptable. And I don't think they have the mental fortitude. I don't think they're united enough to survive this season. Aaron Rodgers was the glue. And since he's he set the culture for the team, and now that he's gone, the season is over. And I think they're going to have to move on from Robert Sala after the season. I Listen, Sala is an excellent defensive coordinator, one of the best. But he's not oh, absolutely. as a head coach, as I've seen with the Jets, maybe a second go around a few years down the road. But right now, unfortunately, I don't think he's the guy. And they're going to be looking right. for another offense. They're going to be looking for another head coach in the offseason. You, 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 you can be right there. Absolutely. That, those, those things showing that he doesn't have the locker room. Because <clears throat> you, listen, I wouldn't have, if any of those players did that, and went out there and yapped that stuff. They'd be right in the locker room the next day. As soon as I read it or heard about it. No, you can, can never do that. And, and coaches, for the most part, don't throw players underneath the bus, for the most part, um, through the years. You know, they, and Purcells and Belichick, they're a little bit different. You know, those guys are, you know, they would throw their mothers underneath the bus. So they, we, <laughs> you, they, everybody knows that. You know what I'm saying? But – Mm, uh, that's not a good thing. I, and, 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 um, the tone, the tone is, 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 is set by the coach on exactly. that sideline. The oh, talent's there, but listen, you lost Rogers, you lost, and you move on. The problem is they stuck with this guy and there's no, there's nothing there. Nothing there. What you he, have he to is do. Worried. You know, what he's worried about, I'm going to tell you what he's worried about. He worried about them girlfriends. That's what he's worried about. He got girlfriends on his mind. He mm-hmm. has no confidence. He's not the guy. Mm. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're going to bring in a West Coast guy who's an offensive coordinator and ready to take a shot as a head coach, Eric Bieniemy is the guy. Sign him. I'd rather have him with the New York media than Jim Harbaugh. I'll tell you that. We have Listen, all I'll say, we have one minute left. What do you got to say? Anyone, and shout out to anybody uh, this episode. Well, let me. See who I'm gonna shout out. I'm gonna have a shout out to Son uh, Junior. Proud of you. Congratulations. You know what I'm talking about. 
You're going to do fine, son. You're going to do fine because you got a good example right here. It's called, you know where your father is every day of your life. Remember that. And that's your heavenly father, not me. So you, you got mixed up. He stinks. I'm not saying that to him. Whatever. <laughs> oh, congratulations, Bill. Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shout out my wife because she is carrying around a massive child of mine that we're having in a couple of weeks. Ready for boy number two? Zeus is here. Yeah, that, boy number one. Boy number two. Train us or stop. What do you go with? What was the one with the horns? Yeah, t- Triceratops. He <laughs> little Triceratops coming out. Yes, <laughs> he will be. Listen, that's <laughs> Cowboys and Coffee. You'll find us, Designated Report. Find us on YouTube, the Cowboys and Coffee podcast, or wherever, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. You can find us there. We love you guys. Catch you later. God bless. All right. Take care, buddy. Love you.